which also, uh, you know, also establishes that Nika is making all of the add-on bits out of salvage. Like, she, she builds a flight kit for the aerial out of a box of scraps. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, first off, it's a pretty badass flight kit for essentially getting it out of, like, she's going full Iron Man. You, Tony Stark built this in a cave! The box of scraps! I'm sorry, I'm not Tony Stark, but like, that was actually pretty good. But I'm sorry. The aerial can't fly in space? Well, it doesn't have a high maneuver kit. It doesn't have a high maneuver kit, and they, they've already seen the ferret in action. They've already seen the ferret in action, and they're like, yeah, you know, you gotta catch this guy. You gotta catch him. Hey, this is the Recap for Mercury, which is our weekly series where we recap the Gundam series, Mobile Suit Gundam, the Re the Witch from Mercury. I'm Scott, and joining me, the the man that uh, lets me that lets me hijack his audience every week, Jetman Zero to Five. Hi, everybody. All right. Okay. And... Before we get started, I would like to say one thing. Remember, we've been talking about the rug. Yeah, the rug has not been pulled. Somebody just grabbed the edge. Yeah, so 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 someone someone's fiddling around. Someone's fiddling around over there. So, uh, yeah, this week we are talking about episode uh, number the sixth, a gloomy song, which opens with right where we left off last week with Prospera running into. Old college classmate, old research buddy, Belmaria Winston, solid Gundam name, solid Gundam name right there, who, as it turns out, is also still in the Gundam business. She more or less admits that she's kind of blackmailed, coerced, I don't know, she's somehow under the thumb of the Pale Group designing gun systems for them. Uh, and... Prospera just very quietly asks, so how many dead kids do you have in your in your project right now? Which, yeah, no, uh, Ellen's, we, we, we know Ellen's number four. <laughs> we also find out that the rivalry between Prospera and Delling is at least 21 years old, which means the math is a bit weird. The math is yeah. a bit weird. It it comes very important. Is okay. Okay, does that mean you started competing against each other twenty one years ago, or did this incident happen twenty one years ago? And I mean, it's it's perfectly plausible that the reason why they were doing their research on an asteroid when in the middle of nowhere in the prologue had something to do with Delling interfering, and he finally accrued enough political power to justify a massacre. That's absolutely what could have happened. Could be something else. Or this could be, you know, just a, a made-up number, and they're screwing with us. They could just be fucking with us. We get the opening credits, and then we get uh, Guel being kicked out of not the school, just his house, which means he has to live in a demi-trainer down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the concierge of Ghoul House literally throws him a tent. Like, like, right. like, 
just hands him a den. He lives in a van down by the river. Not a van, a dummy trainer down by the river. Just lives in a dummy trainer down by the river. Uh, Can we start calling him Farley now? Can we please just call him Farley for the rest of the show? And I mean, yeah, uh, this is another tennis shout out where Sionji, the the first rival guy, also had to live in a tent on campus halfway through the show. But yeah, I, I do like the line is as he's getting kicked out, his butler or the concierge or whatever says, your father told me to tell you, be thankful I'm still paying your tuition. <laughs> Translation. <laughs> like He still has to go to class. He's kicked right. out of the dorms, but he still has to go to class. Like, damn. <laughs> to, to be... To be fair, think about what happened last week. Okay, whatever you do, don't get in a mobile suit. What did he do? He stole his brother's mobile suit. He got into a duel. He got his ass kicked by the yep. head of another house. All right. So uh, we see we we then got cut to dueling club committee where uh, Elon like it just it just so happens that the terms of the duel will be the the staging ground of the duel not will not be. Inside the ring, like the last bunch of duels, but out in space. And uh, Soleta doesn't know what she wants to set as her stakes. So it's like, well, you don't have, actually have to say now. You can you can say on the day. It's fine. I'll, I'll save my, some things to the end. But so far, you can see, like I said, somebody's grabbed the edge of that rug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it turns out that Earth House has a gambling problem for good reasons. They don't have enough money to upkeep. They don't they don't have up money for literally anything. They have to bet on mobile suit fights to secure funding so that they can, you know, continue to participate, which also also establishes that Nika is making all of the add-on bits out of salvage, like she she builds a flight kit for the aerial out of a box of scraps. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, first off, it's a pretty badass flight kit for essentially getting it out of like she's going full Iron Man. You Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm not Tony Stark, but like that was actually pretty good. But I'm sorry. The aerial can't fly in space. Well, it doesn't have a high maneuver kit. It doesn't have a high maneuver kit. And they, they've already seen the ferret in action. They've already seen the ferret in action. And now, like, yeah, you know, you got to catch this guy. You got to catch him. I'm just saying nobody sent a backpack along. There's no anything. <laughs> M- mom is uh, M- mom. Mom is being stingy with the upgrade components, and I'm yeah. not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if there's that's a, there's an O Riser support fighter flying out there somewhere. I'll bet money on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Eventually the pe- eventually the pizza backpack will come. Saji Crossroads. Saji. Sorry, going on. <laughs> yeah, we we then cut to Elan, who is in the middle of having some night terrors while also mm. being in, you know, the the testing chamber. And then Elan shows up. And then Elon shows up, real Elon, and it right. It, we it, find it, out that Elon is not actually Elon, which yeah. makes sense when you think about it. Okay, the heir to the house is piloting a Gundam. When you stop and think about it, Gundams kill people. Why would they put the heir to the house of? Oh, oh, oh he, he's oh. He, he, he's just some poor foster kid 
pulled out of Earth, yeah. put it, slap a new face on him, put put well, the permit in his bones, and let him run around and earn prestige while yeah. real Alan goes to homeschool. I guess right. he's homeschooled. Well, I'd like to point that out because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he's a clone. He's a clone." No, he's not a clone. They, he, even even they say the real Elon comes in and says, "Hey, you pulled this off. You might get your real face back." Because real Elon is a prick. Well, this know. is right after Bella said, "Oh yeah, you got two sorties in you, and then yeah. then the permit in your bones gonna kill you." But yeah, the real Elon's a bit of a prick. But we find out later why. He's not particularly worried about losing this one. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I like that right after that, Satella rocks up and she wants to talk to him and you know, hash things out. And Pale House is like, look, we don't know what the hell's going on. We don't know what that Gundam is or that mech is. We don't know where he is. Nobody tells us anything. Like, great support staff you got here, guys. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like nobody Ma- knows. Ma'am, nothing. this is an Arby's. <laughs> right. They're pulling. I would like to talk to Alan. So double baconator. What? We we sell propane and propane accessories here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hank. <laughs> oh, I wanted to do Hank's voice now. Anyway. Uh, but then the what we now know is the sign of doom in this series. She starts singing happy birthday over the loudspeaker to the entire house and uh that should have been my first clue that things were about to go bad it's like oh she's taking a happy birthday for some reason didn't register at first i'm like that's a throwback to that prologue oh wait <laughs> we then jump ahead to the actual day of the fight so let us sets her stakes and that is i want your whole backstory and it's like yeah i i ellen's like i would like my backstory too but i'm i'm having right. trouble remembering that yeah, I don't have much of a backstory here. If I do, it's been wiped out of the space camera. Haro is in there. Space space camera. Haro, I I think I like him best. He is a good little tube boy. I'm just saying, Haro's are really Swiss Army knives in this universe. They I do a little like bit of everything. It. I like it. <laughs> we got camera Haro's, scooter Haro's, helicopter Haro's, drone Haro's. Haro as your phone personal assistant. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, just Haro can do everything. We got a ba- uh, Haro is a drone that gives you directions in the hallway. Sure, whatever. He's a helper. Yes, we learned that the uh, the dragoons slash funnels are called gunned bits. Gunned in bits. this universe, bits. Throwback to double uh, Gundam X, if I remember. But um, X X had bits. The Elmith had bits. Everybody got bits. And um, as we know, his bits are the uh, Ferrisac bit is not so much a beam, but it's a static charge that will disable the Gundam or disable whatever it hits, really, temporarily. Yeah, it's it's like a really directed EM wave. Yeah, and they're going back and forth. Good fight, good battle. He goes to level four. Yeah. He pushes it to four. That's what killed her father. And he's well, surviving. Well, he admits that he's probably not going to survive going to four. Right. But he's in the battle and he's living. I mean, he looks like he's in excruciating pain. Oh, yeah. And he he tags her. He takes out the backpack, and has her trapped. The the bits fly out. He screams her names like, you're going down. I got her trapped. 
And then shit gets real weird. Yeah, it, it just drops a pulse. And maybe it's based on the sphere weapons from the prologue. Maybe it's the NTD system. I don't know, but like he he's he's stuck. He's stuck. Yeah. She pulls a unicorn on him and hack everything stops. I'm fairly certain it's based on that orb system we saw. At first I thought it was an EMP, but they make a point to show no, the Haro camera's working fine. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, so it wasn't EMP, but it seems to stop everything. Then, you know, he's kind of freaked out. It's obviously shuts the Gundam down cold. He's in a lot of pain because I guess it went from level four to zero like that. And then we hear children laughing. We see in forms of light what looks like the young Siletta, or so we think. And they start laughing and running around her, running around him. And it's like, what the hell? Then it pans out and you see, no, it's all the funnels. And you see the look on his face for just a second. He's like, oh, shit. And then boom, he's toast. <laughs> yeah. Just gets lasered off. He's, you know, obviously, you know, the what, what, one of the command horns is it's a, it's a Gundam. So it's got a four point anti four point V fin. You know, so Leta wins. It's like, oh, dear. Uh, we've got some damage. We've got some corrosion on, on the panels. She pulls them out. It's like, okay, like, look, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to be good buds. We're going to hang out when all this is over. And it's sweet. And there's a really nice shot of them floating against the sun. All the while, the entire school is watching this, including, you know, Guel, who is in his demitrunner down by the river. I'm just calling him Farley from now on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was a really, because I am 100% convinced that was not Suleta. That was the Gundam saving her. Oh, no, that's the absolutely, Gundam. that. that's the a, that's the aerial system, the aerial AI, whatever that ends up being. And it just said, nope, my girl's in trouble. Nope. Nope. Sends out that wave, completely screws him over. And the dancing running around girl thing with giggling that was messed up <laughs> that that could that that's just weird i like at the end as suleta says she says i could hear your voice more than ever and she stops and pauses there's a like a gap like there should be a line there there isn't you can just see her kind of smile and nod and then she goes on to the next thing is suleta the only one that can hear the gundam talk I don't think she can. I think she just talks to it. I think I. I don't think she. Then what voice did she hear? That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I am very confused right now. Yeah. Uh. We'll we'll see how we'll we'll see about. There are some epileptic trees going on out there, but we'll we'll see what, how it bears out. Uh. We yeah. then, obviously, we jump ahead, and Saleta has oh, a date. Well, no, we forgot the best line in the whole show. Yeah. The whole episode, pardon me. A tolerant bride will tolerate a little two-timing. She's just like, you know, like, aren't you a little jealous? I'm a tolerant bride. I can tolerate a little two-timing as long as you know, she, as long as she parks her Gundam in the right space. <laughs> <laughs> this relationship is very complicated and they need to negotiate how they're going to open this up to other people. It's very important for clear communication and honesty in this sort of scenario. And I don't think they're ready. Either of them's ready for that. It's date time. And she starts singing that song again. Whoever yeah. thought this would be the song of doom in this series, but it is. So she's, she's sitting on the words. bench in on the quad, waiting for him to show up. And we get a shout out to the only good episode of outlaw star, because she's just clueless 
as to why her pal isn't showing up. Smash cut to him being put in, I don't know, some sort of microwave. Like, he he's strapped. I, I honestly thought he was stuck in a beam cannon. You just put him in the in the barrel. Oh, well, like, that's it. It looks a hell of a lot like the Virtue gun, right? That's what I thought. It's some kind of beam cannon, and she's just... With that closer range, it's just going to vaporize him. <laughs> well, like, my, okay, to get morbid, I think this device is there to fry the meat off so they can collect the cybernetic parts Ugh, for, like, yeah, that... archival black box kind of purposes. Well, well, that, and I don't think that permit's easy to find. They need to well, keep that. <laughs> well, you have to get it from Mercury or maybe the moon. And, you know, this is a really sophisticated system. Maybe it's worth analyzing, even if it's not, even if they're not recycling it. Having it for analysis is key. I'm just saying, put that thing in a bathtub, wash it off. You can use it again. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? Find another orphan. <laughs> Find another uh, feel, orphan, just hold him down, issues. staple that to his bones. A little plastic surgery, and we got Elon version 5. Well, we, we see, uh, I think there there's a close-up of a computer screen, and, like, there's a bunch of, basically it looks like a bunch of Excel tabs for mm. for different Elans. There are slots for three more. There are There's Elon 5, 6, and 7 in, in, in the Excel sheet. Okay, yeah, like I said, somebody's grabbed a hold of the rug. All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. The thing that is wrong here is the timing. So the 21 years, if that's accurate, and that's talking about the attack on the space station, on the was it on the moon? No, it's, it's just an asteroid. It was just an asteroid. Just an asteroid. If that was 21 years ago on the asteroid, that cannot possibly be the little girl we saw. So... Either that that is true, and the girl we saw, the Ella, no, Ari. I can't believe I didn't spot it till now. Ari and Ariel. Okay. Well, Ariel. So, the one of the things going around in in the trees is is Ariel Elfrith, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's three theories I have. Okay, correction, four three. First, this twenty-one years is just there to fuck with us and doesn't mean anything. I, I think I think I think the Delling versus Kato thing just starts earlier. They got booted out of they got booted off of Mars or something and they had to move their research out to an asteroid and that was the start of it. Like Delling was pulling the right. strings before Airy was born. <laughs> right. But they threw that twenty one in year ju- in there just because they knew what we would start doing when they did that. Yes. So that could just be a complete red herring to make us chase after something that isn't real. Two, we'll start with the nicest one first. This is a Gundam narrative situation, and the little girl got absorbed into the Gundam. So she wants to be a bird. No way, that's the other thing. She has been becomes the Gundam, and she is literally talking to her older sister through uh, Lady Prospera and another guy. Let's just say. That's why she doesn't remember her father. That father's also dead. Option two, a little darker. Uh, the little girl died. Maybe the, the Gundam copied her brainwaves and the Gundam thinks it's her. And they, since the Gundam is biologically locked to her, they cloned her. Option three, and by far the most horrifying, is this is a IBO situation and they have a brain and a brainstem somewhere... St- 
stuck in that Gundam. Uh, see, here's the thing. I the the internet is very 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 loudly in favor of the there are two airy the two Saletas thing that airy is is Saletas older sister. She is somehow either brain in a jar in in the cockpit somehow maybe it's me maybe maybe prosperous being me maybe prosperous not i think there's a lot of gymnastics to get to there but i also think this is from a lot of code gist writers which means that the more the internet talks about it the more likely it is they'll decide that's true i tend to think this is all like this was placed there just to screw with us. And we're digging down a rabbit hole that isn't supposed to be there. But there is one point that someone pointed out on the inter- internets. I saw a YouTube video. It's like, watch the opening crawl and watch how many times you see Saleta's reflection. Oh, no. The, the, there are a lot of doubled. There are a lot of doubled Saleta's or Suleta walking alongside Aerie mm-hmm. in the opening sequence. And that's true. Yes. And remember what I said last week. Aerie is the one who touches the screen to make things go boom. Yep. So if and she it, is the uh, Gundam, she's making things go boom. Like there, I I think there could be some sort of like younger, like the the AI in the aerial could be based on her brainwaves from back then. I've also right. seen an interesting one, and I kind of like this. Prosper is running the bits. Mm. The helmet. She she's the reason why they're not detecting the storms from the unit is because she's running the bits from the helmet on the sidelines. It's still, it's the same two-person setup as the prologue, just at a distance. I I would say, I don't know, but that is exactly what Full Frontal did. Yeah, yeah. Back in Unicorn, like verbatim. So I wouldn't be surprised on that either, because I want to know, the thing that I wrote down in Prospera is, at the very beginning of the episode, they ask her, she says, my darling daughter will take care of it. One, who is she talking about? Two, who is she talking to? I, I assumed it was hair, It was the guy with the weird haircut from last episode. Like, she's... wasn't. No, you're right. He wasn't there. So, yeah, it could yeah, have been him. Like, she, she's on the phone, and I'm like, well, it's either... She, who's she been on the phone with? The bored and weird haircut guy from last episode. So the next question is, who the hell's weird haircut guy? Uh, I assumed it's it's some guy from, you know, the Mercury Company. Just has no idea how to get. He is second. bald, and he has okay. I I know Gundam is not you know a, a bastion of good haircuts, but like this man is bald, and he has three braids coming off of his of the back of his head. And I'm like, this is this man woke up and decided this was the haircut. This was his haircut. Something I didn't mention earlier, and I should have. I try to make a point of saying this is that uh, this episode written by. Okuchi, as is all the other episodes, and directed by Akihiro Saito, who is, he is a vet, but most of his credits are in photography or in-betweening. Like, this guy worked on Victory, doing in-between animations. This guy's done photography on Gaugaigar. He has been an episode director more recently, and he's also done some boards here and there. So I don't, again, if if we're going to assume drama behind the scenes... Seeing someone with 
this level of credentials kind of in the director's chair might indicate a problem. It might also be that maybe more of the work is being done by the overall series composer, and this guy just gets credit as the episode director. Do we have a controversy of the week? I don't think I found one. Not that I can think of other than, I guess we talked about, everyone's like, after episode six, and I know it's a meme, but that one episode of that guy with the strings leading all over the office. Pepe Sylvia! Pepe Sylvia! Yes. It's like, we're, all of us are that guy now. We're all running threads everywhere to everything. We've all gone completely mad looking at every, like, possible scenario. And, you know, and that's, a, that's a sign of a good show is you're very into it and you are desperately trying to figure out what's happening. Uh, we, 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 we also got a bit of shot, just a little bit of choo-choo this week. Just a little bit of choo-choo, but enough of her just saying, I hate this guy, I want to hit him which is how she should live. Can we talk about the, the scene when they're putting the strap on and she's there getting ready to cut her own album? <laughs> yeah. She's oh, just, down. just like pure, pure punk, pure punk right there. Squat down. Like I could just, I, uh, why hasn't someone made it? Mama said, knock you out. I'm going to knock you. Okay. They're gonna- I, I just, I just love that. Like, there is official art. This this was part of their character design documents. Like, oh yeah, I'm drawing my mood board for Choo Choo, and one of them is the lead character designer. Just there she is with a nail bat. <laughs> right. This is real official. This is going to be in the art book. I'm going to pay for the super special awesome collector's edition, and in the art book, it's just going to be oh here's Choo Choo with her nail bat. So you, I have absolutely no trouble believing somewhere in that dorm is a nail bat. <laughs> Shit gets real. She goes, gets Lucille. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it like things are going to go bad and it's going to be her and the goat just wrecking everybody. Goat you know, kicking everyone. She's just t- taking heads one left to the other. Yeah. And the chickens are pecking people eyes out. Yeah. Earth house we, rules. We Earth house Earth rules. House. We need more animals in Earth House. We got goats and chickens. There, there is one cow. cow. There is one cow. We, we saw, yeah, we saw a cow. We need a horse. We need a horse. Amaro got a horse. So did Char. Uh, what What would be the wildest thing for them to have? Llamas? How about llamas? Mm, they spit. So, okay, I'll go with that. Uh, I I just do so, believe just so I can that. Go, lama, 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 lama. Yeah, I do that to kids all the time. What do you want? They think it's hilarious. Shut up. I think that does it for me. You got anything else? Nope, that'll do it. I think. But until next time, that'll do it for us. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the audio version of the recap from Mercury. It's also available live on JabManZero25's YouTube channel. Feel free to join us on any of our recordings in the chat. Otherwise, I'd thank you to leave a rating, a comment, or a review wherever you found it. Share it if you'd like as well. The music in this episode is by Punk Rock Opera. Check them out on Bandcamp. Until next time, have a good one.